Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, the device to keep your cables from falling apart, find out what happens when the zombie infection is cured, and give the gifts of Bluetooth to all your headphones. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find crowdfunding projects for you, and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show. Um, I'm super excited because it's been a long time coming. Um, he's back and tanner than I have ever seen him in my entire uh, life uh? of knowing him. The one and only Drew Tyler. Welcome back to the States, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I uh, I should have put on a little bit more like tanning lights. I look a little pink today. <laughs> no, I am. I'm a little darker considering that where I've I've spent a couple of weeks in the hot African sun. It wasn't even that bad. It was like 80 degrees. It was actually really quite pleasant. Yeah, I but was, I'm back. I, I was jealous because I saw the pictures and stuff. I'm like, look at him. He's being boss over there, just like filming <laughs> and stuff. So I I can't wait awesome. to actually see the documentary because now you get to start the wonderful job of post production, right? Yes, and so we, we set out and we gave ourselves deadlines of like, okay, we got to be transcribed with like, I think we have 17 hours of footage, and I bet six or seven of those are like interviews. So I said, we got to be transcribed by this, like this Friday, so in three or four days, and then Stacy's going to take two or three weeks to write, and then I have three or four weeks to edit. Like we have this like block of time that's just hope we can do it, because we're looking for like a 50 minute, maybe a, a full 58 minute documentary, like that, something that can hit festivals something that can go on netflix and amazon prime like oh like just thinking about it scares me but that's what i'm doing with my summer oh i'm I'm excited because i'm like like seriously let me know when you actually are doing the premiere because i'm i will i'm gonna be there i am going to be there in line being like yeah this is gonna be awesome september yeah mid-september it's gonna be it's gonna be good i gotta find the right place with the best like uh projector you know to make it really shine because yeah. it's looking good already is, is it's it just it's, it's you and your wife right is there anybody else on the team well the, the the whole team is 31 students from weber state that went over to build schools school classrooms and a library mm-hmm. um and we joined the team that does they kind of do this yearly uh, the, it, the students change all the time but there's a couple of course set of faculty that do different projects and service projects ever so we joined to kind of document and talk about volunteering and how to be a change for good in the world and we're capturing that kind of in a single project and then the documentary will expand on that and kind of talk about volunteering and changing the world so it's it's really cool yeah i'm excited you guys should keep an eye on it and you know i'll let you i'll keep you up to date whatever happens you know before drew makes it as a big because you've done music videos, right? And isn't that like kind of huh? a natural progression of a Hollywood film, uh, like director, is to go <laughs> do the do the music videos and do the documentaries, and then you get noticed. And the next thing we know, Drew is going to be directing the next Cloverfield. Movie That's right. Universe. I'll be I'll be Trebekah film, and then yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, he'll, he'll never be on the show ever again because like you guys, I'm walking on a carpet time. right now. <laughs> I don't time for that stuff. Like yeah, I'm meeting JJ in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this great new idea. He's gonna help me. Yeah, he's gonna have me direct Transformers Fifty Eight. <laughs> That's about how long it'll it'll take. And, and it, it's gonna be conflicting because I'm not a fan of the new Transformers, but if Drew's doing it, that would be a hard decision, I, right? I, like, yeah, I gotta go support my bro, but I don't I like. It. <laughs> but how oh, fine? I'll go watch it. 
That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Yep. All so right. If I direct Transformers 58, everybody please come watch it. Because I'm sure by that point, you will be the six people that will watch it. <laughs> Um, all right. So if you, this is the first time watching the show, first of all, welcome. And yes, the beginning of the show is always like this. Uh, yep. We run <laughs> off the rails until we figure out what we want to do. So just, you found us. Yep. Um, and so before we go into our projects tonight and we have some awesome ones, I would also note that our, our last project, which is the user voted one, it t- three way tie. We had to have a tiebreaker last minute tiebreaker to make it so you know you want to pay attention to that so before we that we got some quick news to do um and one of the things that i love doing is trying to find new crowdfunding websites other than kickstarter and indiegogo and gofundme and you know we found some we found some like specific niche ones that were like crowdfunding for clothes crowdfunding for porn crowdfunding for (laughs) I'm trying to think of the others. Like, there's been some really interesting ones. Yeah. What did you find? Um, so this one, this one's an interesting one because it's t- trying to be crowdfunding platform 2.0, specifically for for technology projects. So it's called Fit for Launch, and it was created actually by um, the guy. So back in the day of crowdfundings. You know, 3D printers are the rate. So this is kind of an area that you're familiar mm-hmm. with, right, Drew? Mm-hmm. So are yeah. you familiar with the company M3D? Um, they, uh-huh. they were one of the earliest ones to do it. So their CEO actually started this website, Fit for Funding. And the whole idea is that it's trying to create that trust level of crowdfunding to the next level. Because right now with Kickstarter, you give them the money, you're not guaranteed that the project's going to succeed and you're going to get stuff back. Right, right, and and we talk about that all the time. If you put money into a project, um, do it because you're supporting the cause, not because you're buying something, right? So, yep. so he's changing this? Yeah, so what's changing with this is it's not going to be you have a project, you can just post on this automatically. What happens is when you actually post your project, submit your project to them, they're actually get, it gets reviewed by a panel of business experts, and then they make sure that you have to have a delivery date that is guaranteed or some kind of delivery guarantee that's included um, with it. And then only companies that pass their committee is going to be allowed on here. And the thing that's interesting is that if the project does not reach or deliver on their goal, the mo- they're, they're covering it. They will refund all the money back to the, pl- to the backers. Um, with what? Um, like they will force the the team to refund people, or they will cut. Like they're the I, insurance. I, net. I think they're going to cover it, so they're the insurance net. Um, and so, are they banking on this idea that if there is this trust in crowdfunding, more people will back because they know that there's a money back guarantee? Yeah, and they're, they're yeah, and they're going to be more selective in who they do. So it's not just going to be anybody. They're going to look at. They, the, oh. They're going to make sure the company has a business plan, ideas on how they're going to make that money. So they're going to hedge their bets on. We're only going to find the ones that we can. So they're like, we've gone through this process before, so we have a good feel of what can be successful and what can't be successful. So we're going to be those gatekeepers, find the ones that we think are going to be successful, and we'll put our trust and faith in them. Of course, their first project is from <laughs> M3D Labs for this. Sure, sure, okay. <laughs> This awesome 3D printer that you can see right here. Um, and this is the interesting thing is that the price increases. There's like a countdown. So right now it is at $1,100. And in 13 minutes, it's actually going to go up a little bit more. I think when it launched, it started at like $600 or something. Oh, so 
as it builds, you're 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 encouraged to back sooner. Yeah, because it's it moves. Up. I wonder how high, it, like how much it moves up, and if it's a daily move, because um, it te- like it'll be midnight Eastern time in thirteen minutes. Yeah, um, I wonder. This is surprisingly so, interesting. So yeah, so yeah, they 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 call it their ramped um, reveal projects, and the way they describe it, they're designed to allow the earliest possible access to new products. With fr- from more established businesses, ramped reveal projects are um, debuted on Fit for Launch with limited information about the product, and more information is revealed gradually as it becomes closer to to, to, to delivery. So, what happens is because it is more cer- there's more certainty about the projects as they mature, the prices increase accordingly. So, these oh. projects increase in price daily. Ramped reveal projects must also have a predetermined and final retail selling price and Apparently that's you can patent that. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, hey. so um, I re- like I really like this idea of like I said, the, of course they're launching with their own the, a company they trust because they founded it. Um, but they also have a couple that are launching soon, which seems like a, I don't know what this is a motor, a CNC machine maybe, and uh, uh, headphones. Those are wireless headphones. And that's all they have is. Yeah, coming soon, and they're going to be expanding. So they show you kind of the stuff right here for categories they support. So they have games, designer products, consumer electronics. You can kind of see under the project categories. They have audio projects, three D printers, headphones, lightings, cameras, and off grid. So probably solar stuff and things like that. Yeah. Uh, um, but right now it's only the three D printer that's on the system. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this implementation of a crowdfunding website? It's really surprising. I mean, there's a couple of things that they're doing here that just feels. I worry for them, but I'm not. I'm not a business guy, so I'm not like I'm not too worried. But the, the idea of like we will we'll cover it. Like deliveries guaranteed. Like we'll we'll get there, and if it's not there, we'll we'll yeah. take care of it. Like yeah. there's something about that. It's just. Yeah, so so what's interesting is they actually so what are they looking for now? Because they're in beta right now. What they're looking for is you must produce a game technology or designer product that is new. You must have already received two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or higher USD in funding on another platform. And you must have, have demonstrated thirty thirty thousand dollars in monthly pre order sales. And you intend to respond professionally, frequently, and transparently with your project backers. So they're vetting. It's yep. like serious vetting. Yeah. Like it's, it's before you can get here. So then that really does mean like, okay, we'll, we'll either finish up the product or we'll give you your money back. That way you can be sure it's not a fraud. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, they are definitely taking wow. you through the ringer for it. And then I think their fees are actually a little higher too. So. They have a basic fixed platform fee, which includes a payment processing for six percent. Is is that? I can't remember if that's around Kickstarter. It might be at one or two percent. No, um, and then typical warranty fees of eight um, percent varies from three to fifteen percent, depending on risk assessment. And then using the fit for launch warranty to increase your sales point by five to ten percent, backers will pay higher sales price for the value provided. But this also allows you to efficiently save on current platform fees. Um, wow, I find it really interesting. Like just the whole idea—they—they are—they're coming a lot of—they're coming to a lot of places. But I wonder, will they? Will they get the creators if they're like, like? The, I mean, right now, obviously, they're trying to skinny down the the filter of who can actually get on because it's beta and they're trying to figure it out. But 
um, I wonder like how many people are going to be like, oh yeah, we've we've got two hundred fifty thousand from other another platform. We have thirty thousand in pre orders. Well, why not just do <laughs> at that point do your own thing? Um, I I think yeah, I think they're hoping that this platform makes people more trusting. I mean. I remember I backed the coin. That was like over a year late. That was through their own thing and managed to use it for two days. And now it's like we're shutting down services. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'd feel a little bit safer about this. And um, but, and these guys, the only thing I don't like about their site is they don't, it's not the easy way to see how many people have claimed it unless you go to the first page. Mm. So, and on the first page, it says, uh, four hundred seventy-nine thousand five hundred of MSRP value claim. So that's of the MSRP, but you don't know how many people actually have already backed right. it. Um, right. You know, like I said, the site's in beta, so there's always room for them to improve and add that kind of stuff. Because I like to see that kind of stuff too. Because sometimes you'll see these projects raise a large amount of money, and then you look, it's only like thirty people who back the whole thing, and then you're like, hmm. Right. Right. This is questionable. Interesting idea, but like you said, that we're always finding new places that are doing crowdfunding. Yep, so that's so fit for it. yeah, that's fit for launch. If you guys are interested and you f- meet the requirements, you know, you can go to <laughs> fitforlaunch.com and check out their information. All right, so for something that you don't have a lot of requirements other than if you have a Kickstarter project, um, Kickstarter, I, I love when they I- improve some of the stuff under the hood. Um, and their messaging feature, like... I don't think a lot of people know that Kickstarter has a messaging feature. Um, and I've used it before and it hasn't been the most robust. It worked, but you know, it didn't work uh, you know, that well. Cause I, I know what would happen sometimes is I would check a message on my phone and it wouldn't uh. sync to on the website. So when I go to the website, it's like, you have a message. I'm like, what? And then I look, I'm like, Oh, I already read this. Yeah. I got that. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, but they've amped it up a little bit more for creators where, you can now um, they they have introduced what I, I I'm excited that I added is an archive feature and a spam feature. I'm a little iffy about the spam feature because sometimes when you're a project creator and you don't post stuff where I can contact you, I use the messaging system, and sometimes I wonder if my emails come across a little spammy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but now you can do that, and they'll have sent unread archives or all, which I really like how they did that, and they said they up their automated spam kind of features. So um, All right. that's what, what I, I really like it. And, you know, if you haven't ever checked out the Kickstarter's messaging features, you should, because that's actually a good way to get in contact with some creators because they won't list their emails or anything out there. Um, I don't know. How, how often did you use the messaging feature when you were running projects? Not very. Not as often as probably should have or could have. But I was on Teams, so we did have people assigned to do the messaging. But um, I do remember it being a little rough to like manage, like yeah. what, what what's been answered, where is that, you know, where yeah. are we? So, um, so, I, so I think that's going to be great. All right. So now it is time for our Twitter or our kick shouts, which are shoot, quick short shout outs. I have we'll have a couple that are coming through the next couple months because I just barely got back from the Origin Game Fair. Um, oh, so cool. there are a lot of board games getting kickstarted in the next few months. So you guys better keep out. And an you know out. them all. Yeah, um, I'm excited. So this is actually one of them that I managed to play, and I think your kids actually might like this game too, Drew. So hmm. it is called Rabbit Island, 
And what you do is you explore the island, you build up your civilization, and you conquer your opponents in this tile-laying modular game for two to four players. Um, Settlers of Catan style, but with rabbits? um, A little bit. So it's... I don't know if you've ever played Carcassonne before, where you kind of lay down this stuff. So so there's there's two stages of the game. First stage is you, you you go around taking turns laying two tiles down, and you move your rabbit to the tile, and you can either build a city or you can do a couple of things like that. And then after that's finished, so you'll have your own. So every game, you're going to have your own kind of unique island to play on, which I love that aspect too because it creates a lot more replayability. Um, after that, then you go through. I believe it's uh, seven turns. You go through you you the the way you lay out your island. There's a path that you create. So what you do is you go through the path, and then again, you can build up your cities to be a little bit bigger so you can get more victory points at the end, or you can collect carrots so when you come along the path again, you can pay to do all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit of resource management and uh, area management. And what's cool is your opponents can come in and land on your tile, and if they have enough carrots, which is the currency in the game, to build a city on top of what you've already done, they can do that and kind of steal it from you. Um, and, there's, and there's a little bit of like there's some action cards you can play to interrupt that th- those kind of things too. So um, I I really liked it. It's a it's a nice maybe like 45 minute game. Um, and you know I like the theme. The art looks amazing. I mean this is the art really looks like this on the cards for all you guys who are watching on the stream. Um, that it is pretty. It's kind of just a cool like artsy. Almost there's a little vintage feel to it. Like this feels kind of classic. I think yeah. it's. A, yeah. Like it's not crazy anime. It's not crazy like colorful. It's just nice, classic, almost what you'd expect from like a kid's storybook. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, I, I love it. All right, so now to our projects, um, Drew. Let me see if you've had this problem before. Uh, all of us use these electronic devices, these phones, right? And, I'm the best at it. And let me guess: about lunchtime, you look at your phone and you see the battery indicators like less than fifty or twenty-five percent, right? I remember those days. Uh, I haven't had that problem for a while, but I do remember and, those And then so, or or when you go charge your phone at night, you do it, you plug it in, and then you wake up, phone didn't charge because your cable has a short in it or something, right? Yep. Always an annoying problem. I had the biggest problem because Apple designed a defective charger for my MacBooks <laughs> for the longest time um, yep. that I had to buy a whole bunch of them. So our first project is aimed to stop that. It is called the Sleeve and it is a wire protector. So usually the points of failure on the cables, and I wish I had a cable on me, um, is right next to the connector, right? Because you, you go from this solid point, and then you and then it goes to the soft cable part, right? Yep. That's usually yep. where it separates. So the way the sleeve works, um, it is this um, little wrappy thing that you add to it. Uh, let me get the animated GIF. So you add the little wrappy thing to the little container to it then you wrap the tail of it around the wire and then you put a plastic clip on um and then put and what happens is instead of the um it changes the what is it called uh the stress point oh yeah stress point yeah yeah, so it shifts the stress point and actually since the since the way the wire um, is coiled it actually shifts the stress point so it's not pulling as hard on where the stress point is so you lower the chance of the wire actually separating because it kind of evens out the force and absorbs it a little bit, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Sure, sure. Um, it kind of moves the – whatever's bending is, is farther down into the more agile part of the yeah. the core. Yeah, so that way you're not separating it and 
that is like the entire. I mean, because how many times have you you've done it before? I love their uh, other examples. So yeah, this you see if you're watching the stream, you can see how yeah, sure the cable's good, brand new, and then about three months in, it's separating already. Um, so what's great is they compare it to the other ones because I've done this before, wrapping the electrical tape around that point where it's broken. <laughs> it worked for a little bit, yep. but eventually the tape's gonna let go. Um, it's not gonna work. I know some people have suggested to use um, the springs and pens. So you take the spring out of the pen of your clicky pen. I've seen a DIY of that, uh, yeah. And yeah. just wrap it around. Part of the problem with that is those springs are small, and it's a pain in the butt to wrap it around the cable. You could also actually potentially damage the cable more because of the sharp ends of it. Um, I've never tried this, but apparently people have tried molding glue, so like silly putty type stuff around it mm. to keep it stable. Um, you know, and doesn't look that great because <laughs> you have a like play-doh there um and there's a couple other products but a lot of them all they do is just like clamp it harder so sure it might last a little bit longer but the problem is still at that stress point this is this is working to shift that away from the stress point um so as you can see they've had their designing done all they need now is to get enough money to do the mold and the, the tooling for it so they can mass produce this um and so that's their whole goal and that's why they actually have a, a pretty aggressive shipment date um, where it's in about September, late September, early October is when people are going to get it. Um, so they're really racing. They're going to like, yeah, yeah, put these out and yeah. My yeah. only one thing I don't like about this right now is their own. So they're since it's their first prod product, they're only making it for lightning connectors unless they can reach their stretch goals. Um, and as somebody ah. who doesn't use an iPhone right now. What am I going to use? And, <laughs> and, and there's a very good chance that, that the next iPhone is going to go like USB-C or something. Yeah, like the rest so of the normal world. Right, <laughs> yeah, so mm, interesting yeah. thoughts here. Yeah, but does this sound like something – I mean, have you run into this problem where you've had broken cables I, all the time? I do, and and uh, because I have kids and their tablets and the micros and the mini USBs, like I, I do, I have a whole, whole set, and I, I tend to not throw them away like I should. Like, you know, once it becomes like busted already, it's – like just throw it away, get rid of it. So, I do have this. I do have this problem, and this looks like if a simple solution to maintain that cord integrity. I have this problem probably more so with my laptop chargers getting, you know. Oh yeah, those MacBook laptop yep. chargers are ridiculous. Yep. Um, yep. Let's just say I've gone through probably seven or eight of them in <laughs> three laptops. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> so. That's why I'm I'm like, I really want this to be successful so they can make the ones for all the other cables. <laughs> Cause I definitely would have these on all my cables because that's I, I hate it. And, save them. and luckily, you know, I, I don't think if you've ever had this problem, but one of my MacBook chargers, I had this happen and then it started sparking. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's about time for me to stop using it. <laughs> yes, that is when you want to safety first, my friend. It was crazy in uh, Mozambique. Uh, I had my computer and I was editing with it, and uh, I didn't ground it. I only had like the special plugs that adapted the plugs to their 240 volts, but it didn't ground it. And so as I was editing, if I touched the edges, it felt like like metal slivers because I was getting shocked. And <laughs> yeah, because you were grounding it. <laughs> yeah, and so I would touch it, and if my if my wrists laid down and actually like set on the edge of the computer it was like ah what you know something poked me and then after i did it a couple of times i was like oh wow or if i felt it even if the book was closed and i felt the top of it i could actually feel it like stuttering like it was a different like 
Because I was grounding it. It was creepy. <laughs> so, but that's the only way I could charge it. Yep. So is this a backtracker sack for you? For me, this is a track. I mean, I love the sleeve. I love the idea. But I feel like... Or you know, lightning. I I I'm on the train that lightning's gonna you know disappear from iPhone when I get my new one and whatever it is, October, November. You know when they launch them. So I'm just gonna track them. Just gonna watch them. I like the idea. I like how simple it is. I like how clean and, and kind of like easy solve. So yeah. I'm happy with that. I like the branding, but I'm gonna track. I'm gonna watch this one. Yep. So yeah, this 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 one's. If I had an iPhone, it would definitely be back. But right now it's a track because. I have to wait until they get to the stretch goals for me to really want this because right. I don't have the I don't have the right cable for it. I think they're I doing okay. It. What are they about a fifth of the way there? Yeah. I think. Yeah, and they they launched pretty. They have ten days ago, um, so July first is the last day that they'll have the project. So hopefully they'll get there. Um, yeah, they get to make a big push. Yep. So that is the sleeve. All right. On to our next project. I'm a little interested about this because I thought you weren't a big zombie. I hate horror. I hate zombies. I hate horror. So let's do it. You ready? <laughs> yeah. So this project is called After Us uh, Silver. This is a um, short, a, a very much a short zombie um, online film, really. So it's just a short, a short zombie film. What you think, Drew? That's not your thing. You hate zombies, and I do. Uh, the interesting thing about this story is that this is the idea of like what would happen if you found a cure for a zombie infection. How how would the world um, how would it heal itself? How would it cope with what had been done? So if you were able to bring somebody back from being a zombie, how would you then deal with like just the the humanity of like oh well this you know this person has probably ate my family like or or even eaten their own family. How what how do they deal with that? So part of that is why I love this project. Let me tell you why the other part is. It is because. The uh, director is a former student of mine and a great, a great artist. Like he has a beautiful eye. He actually left my program to go to film school. That's like I'm a digital media guy, and he was doing great things. And he left early to go do film. So this is one of his yep. films, and kind of a. I'm guessing uh, this is him. Uh, is Jace? Is that Jace? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jace Van Meter. Uh He's he's amazing. So he's really smart, and and he's he's got this idea. It's kind of a dream that he's wanted to put this together. And so here's another part of the story why I like this. Um, he showed it to me when he first launched, and he and he kind of pinged me. He was like, "Hey, I was would wanted you to take a look at this." And his his project page had the story, and four bios, like big pictures and bios, and that was it. Uh, maybe five or so. Anyway, so he was like, "Give me your honest feedback. Like, what what do you think?" And so I went through it, and it was almost like doing like a live consulting, like on the KitCast. And I was uh-huh. like, "All right, here's what I think we should do." And so I said, "Throw in some concept art. You haven't mentioned as a oh, reward." This, this is beautiful concept art too. Like, like put some of this awesome. stuff in there. I love this. And then even budget, like break it down. I know, like in his in his like limitations at the very end or whatever it is, the uh, risks and challenges. They had said like where they're putting the money, but it was really like yeah, vague. This, this looks said, so much easier for me to like, see. I said, right, pie chart that. Yeah. Yep. Pie. And so that's, I think why I love this project is because in their first day and a half, they were able to like revamp, uh, add some of this stuff in and it just, it just flows so much better. But I also very much believe in the team that's doing it. Even though I hate zombies, I very much believe in these guys being able to pull it off. And so I am a backer. This is a full on back for me. Uh, I have backed at the, where am I at? Doing the forty dollar level. I'm looking at yeah. the forty dollar level. Party, party invite. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Party invite. That's where I'm at. I, I feel like I need to do it, even though that I, I always, you know, I always tell people that if I go to if I go to Provo 
everybody's going to chase me out of town. I will, I will risk <laughs> will. it for this. I will risk it for this because if you have faith in them, I have faith I in do. these guys. I know these guys are I, it's just a great team, and and uh, everything that this guy's worked on is just golden. I do not like zombies, but they also kind of thought through just the new media aspect of it, and so they have um, kind of a website that will have chronological uh, web series, right? So it'll have like each episode kind of short. They're all shorts, but they kind of will play together. But you can start anywhere you want, and then you can see it fit together chronologically, or you can watch just have they as they kind of interact with each other. Um, and so they're starting on the first one. So this is a back for me. Um, I, I think it's fantastic because it's somebody chasing their dream that actually has like the full absolute potential to reach it. And so I want to help out with that. Yeah, this one's definitely a back to. So is it a movie or because it's listed as a web series on Kickstarter? The web web series. So this will be a short. So this will actually be a short when it's done. And and it's interesting that they're aiming for $10,000, but they really are looking at like a five minute short, maybe, you know, five to seven minutes. It's going to be, I believe this, this section, this one will be kind of small, but they want to get it all right. Like they have uh, a good portion, almost 20% of the fund is going to safety because of the stuff that they're going to be doing yeah. and shooting. Yeah. And, and interesting, most short films, especially film students will build in a lot more camera equipment into their I, you know, Kickstarters because they're like, oh, I got to have... Because like, everybody thinks about the gear, right? This that's is, what this, I'm going to walk a, away with, right? Yeah. I get the gear, I got to leave with it. This thing is tiny <laughs> compared to everything else. 10% of that is, is a camera gear, which is probably just a couple of lenses. Majority of the funding is going to production design, which means really good makeup and costumes for zombies, yeah. which is probably important for any zombie film, and that may be why I hate most of them because they don't do it well. Yeah, yeah which is not because I'm adding up... The camera equipment and the grip equipment, which is all the gear, quote unquote, in making yeah. a movie. Yeah. It's still less than their safety. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> which, which, and even the crew's not getting paid that much. So uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you, you talk to them, I, I love that he did his concept art in CinemaScope. Like, <laughs> that, that's how you know somebody's serious is when they're actually making the concept art in the right you know, right aspect yeah. aspect ratio when you're you're planning on filming it like that, but that is totally a film slash production nerd kind of thing. Um, yes, yes, it is. But yeah, I'm definitely a back on this. I I love it. I mean, the only thing I would change for the project is they have that five dollar level, but I'm all I'm always the fan of the one dollar level. Just oh yeah, big thanks type thing. Um, you know, but that's that's a minor gripe in this because I'm looking at the design of it. Everything's great, um, and this is one of the few movie projects i can back and show up to their premiere you can do it you can do it. it's a good team this these guys are going to be awesome yep so i have a feeling i will be sending them 40 dollars their way you know i mean i i could be crazy and like you, you want to get the uh, dressing could, up as a zombie yeah like 300 dollar one or um be a zombie or, 300 bucks i'll make you a thousand dollars and i can be a legit executive producer i don't have a thousand dollars right now but you could. But I was. I listening. think about it. <laughs> you should totally do it. Yeah. Totally do it. So that, no, that's it. That's yep. after us. I. That is a back for me. Yep. So that that is our second project. So our third project, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we actually usually have a vote. That you know, a couple hours before the show starts, um, right. on what our third project will be, and usually one project will stand out above the other ones. This one. All three of our projects tied in terms of voting. 
So it was oh, really? a, so it was a last minute, you know, D-Max swayed the vote. So he was in the chat. I'm like, all right, if you're in the Twitch chat right now, just tell me what are the projects and you're going to be the tiebreaker. Thanks so. for nothing, guys. We need you to help us with this. So what did we go with? What is so, number three? So, I didn't so actually, before before I go to, to the one that voted, the other two, so I'll, I'll just make these uh, kick shouts, are the Fuente, which is a ceramic jar designed for sharing liquids equally. It's like half art project and half if you want to fill four glasses at one time. Sounds funny. Yeah, it, it's it's it, like I didn't understand until you saw it. So you guys may want to check that out. That's Fuente. And the other one is the Snap Dice. I saw these guys at Origins too. So it's a dice tray that actually has a magnetic rare earth magnetic strip on it. And then they make metal die that are magnetic, of course, and fully, fully balanced and stuff. So when you actually throw the dice um, into the tray, once it passes the line where the magnets are, it'll just snap on and give you the number right there. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so how's it not rigged? Like, um, oddly enough, I was talking to the guy or one of the guys, and he said mathematically these are actually more random than um, throwing regular die because they've actually made sure they machined all the metal die to be perfectly balanced. So as you so, throw, so as you throw them, it you know it will be random if you throw them and you know of course like with all die you can you can I mean with all die if you learn how to palm it you probably could palm it, but for most people who just throw their dice into the in, in into their uh-huh. dice box it should be random. Um, you know I, how, I really, this is interesting yeah. to me. This yeah. is amazing. Okay, yeah, I didn't sit there and try to do the ma- to do the math or do the experiments to make sure it's fully random, but it seemed to be random as the guy was throwing them. I mean, because it didn't like always always stop at a five right. or something. So, right. Um, and so they're just metal dice, yeah. and they have wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the the project that you that what Dmax voted on was tiebreaker. So let me ask you if you've ever had. Um, well, this is this may be a problem because we've been talking about phones, right? Um, so, how much do you love that headphone jack on your phone? Um, I I think it's pretty great. I think it's kind of cool, yeah. except for I just have to plug yeah, I just have to plug it in all the time. So so now we're seeing this shift in phones that they're losing their headphone jacks. Right. So most right. phones will only have whatever they use to charge, and that's the only hole that's on the entire phone. The rumor it has is, been very annoying. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, it's yeah. So the, I I know the iPhone seven does that. Um, yep. The phone that I've been looking at, the Essential phone, doesn't have a headphone oh, jack. No headphone jack, really. See, so, it's a unique thing. So, so now getting wireless headphones is important. Is you know the next step, yep. and yep. Um, you and I both know good wireless Bluetooth wireless headphones are expensive. Yeah, um, and it's if not a, not a foregone conclusion. If it's wireless, it doesn't mean it's gonna be yeah. good or connect well or. Yeah, and if you're like me, you're picky with what you put into your ears. You're like, but I want to use my old ones. So um, our last project of the night is called the AirLink, and it is out to solve this problem. So what it is is it's allowing you to take any audio device and turn it into a wire, a Bluetooth wireless device. So you can okay. pair it with your phone, um, or you could – what, what's great about it is you can, like, plug it into um, – you know, like external speakers and stuff and pair that with your phone too. And you've just made your hi-fi system at home Bluetooth compatible just by plugging it in. So, but it does that and more. <laughs> I feel like an infomercial now. So <laughs> not only does it do that, um, it has a microphone that's built in that will access all these assistants that you have because the assistants are the hot things right 
the Google oh, Home, yeah, yeah. Siri, the Google. Siri, the Cortana. Yeah. It will work with all different kind of phones, and you'll be able to activate that. Plus, they put a shutter button on it, which I love. <laughs> There, okay. There is a dedicated camera shutter button. So, and you guys are wondering, why would you ever do that? Say you want to take a group picture. Everybody wants to be on it. And what do you normally do? You do the, the giant selfie. Giant arm? Hand. The person yeah. with the longest yeah. arm. Yeah. 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 You don't have to do that. So you can set your phone against something and then move back. Everybody frames in. And then you can just hit the button uh, on this Bluetooth remote. And if you're in range, it will take the picture for you. So you don't have to have giant arm syndrome with it. That's um, cool. I just saw this too. You can link two of them together and listen to the same music on both yeah, headphones. Yeah, that is great because you have kids, right? Tons. I, imagine, imagine how much this would make your life easier if two of them want to listen to the same thing. They don't have to do the one ear headphone and the other person's listening to the other right, ear right. phone. You can just have them wear their own earphones and they'll be able to control their audio level because that's always a problem, right? Some yep. person's going to be like, this is too loud. And the other person's like, I can't hear it. Turn it up. <laughs> yeah, always. This is fantastic. Wow, what a neat yeah. thing. Um, so it lasts eight hours um, if you're playing, and I think it was like 30 days for the standby time. Um, charges via micro USB. Um, this thing is, I, I love it. It looks nice, too. It's super light. It's super small, so you can just clip it to everything. Um, and what I like about this, because I think we featured a couple things like this before. but I have one in my car that's similar, but yeah. this one has way more cool things. Yeah. The, the difference with this is most of those things I've noticed only have one button. This has dedicated yeah. buttons for volume, the voice assistant, and the camera shutter are all different buttons that you can use. So that allows a little bit more for customization. And I don't think a lot of them look this sleek because this, uh, like you this see it, I forgot how heavy it was, but super light. And the one thing they mentioned that it does do the the digital signal processor, so the chip in it that changes the digital file, so your MP3 file into an analog signal, so your headphones can play them. It's a 24-bit premium sound one. So for all of you guys who aren't in the hi-fi world, that should give you really, really high-quality audio um, as it comes through. Um, which you know that's why I, I like this. It seems like it's a good thing. That, I mean, they sell their shorts short cable headphones that you can pair with it but i like it and like like i said you can put it into your car so you can if your car has an aux port bam your car now has bluetooth um so there's a lot of yeah a lot of different things that you can do you can also change songs and all that kind of stuff together so i really like this so what do you what do you think about this drew I think this is a definite back for me because, like I said, I have one in my car. It was one of the projects that you and I did a year and a half, maybe two years ago. I've had it for a long time. Um, it doesn't have the bells and whistles. It's simply whatever gets plugged in, I can I can Bluetooth and put out through through my speakers. Uh, this with the with the shared syncing with you know with family and friends listening at the same time with the size with the look. Um, wow, there's there's a lot of cool like shutter button. And for the and for the uh, backing price at forty nine dollars, you get two of them. I think it's a sports it's a sport pack. Uh, yeah. no, so oh, that, the forty nine dollars gives you the short one, but for forty five dollars, you can, you can two get a two pack. Them. Yeah, the retail is going to be forty dollars, so it's a no brainer if you're going to do this. Get yeah. two of them. Um, this is really glossy. Yeah. Like it's just a sexy look. I really like it. Yeah. No, nobody would look at that and go, "What? What do you? What, what are you wearing?" Because I remember when they first came out, they're like giant boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the nice thing is having that microphone because I, I didn't think about that for the longest time. Where like, so you have your phone in your pocket. If you're trying to answer a phone call, and you don't have a microphone on the device or on on your headphones. You're still gonna have to take the phone. Have to answer the phone. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is ideal. This is really well thought out and well well done. Um, looks like they're halfway there. Yep. Um, and do you remember how much yours was? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. So this is maybe five dollars more, but you get a lot more bells For- and whistles. And that's if you don't go in with me to get because I I think I'm gonna I get compare right. So I mean, we could split it. <laughs> we could. I got I I my poor. Uh, old stereo actually the headphone jack itself on my stereo has gone out so it only goes to one channel now so i only listen but i put in my bluetooth it's on the right side of the car but i so so i'm upgrading that i love this i think this is fantastic so yeah this is definitely cheaper yeah so i definitely that is so it's a back for me it is pretty cool um and so that is the air link so make sure you guys check that out um and now it is time for our sec of the week and we've gotten a little bit of video production nerdy in this episode um yeah. because drew and i we why don't we just start a podcast about production <laughs> probably because it's because every episode is going to be like three hours long since we <laughs> control ourselves um it's true it's true but what's great uh, or so our sag of the week is called blitz video productions um and what it is, it says, hey, everyone, we are trying to make our own superhero films to present at upcoming film festivals and just need the support of many. So they're looking to raise five grand. They have 59 days to go. Um, they're using this is a big no, no, right, Drew? <laughs> using copywritten DC artwork in their video. And I will show you guys their video because it's not that long. Guy hitting. And that's their video. That's their video. Um, so, uh, what was he trying to do? I don't even know what he's trying. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But you, that's you. You are you already know my pet peeve. My first pet peeve of this, right? But yeah, it's it's vertical. It's vertical. You, you you filmed it on your phone, and it's vertical. <laughs> and you I want just... to make a movie. So, are you, is, is your entire movie just going to be? You holding up your phone vertical like that? I I don't want to watch that, man. I don't like wow. watch a movie with black bars on the side. Oh wow! So I and we still don't know what they're doing, um, and it's very vague. <laughs> oh, it's so vague. Like the project just says, with staff and production team, we plan to bring great quality videos to the world and become successful with your help. We have the basic equipment. We just need the support of the community to really give cinematic quality. Eventually, it can get expensive quick. Yeah, with your help, we'll get the best footage and provide people and even give back to those who back on our journey. Um, it's so, like there's no goal here. This is yeah. the most aimless yeah. production. So, And then it, and it goes back to the video because of uh, this line. We have all the basic equipment needed. No, <laughs> I can't. Why didn't that. you shoot something longer than four seconds with this video right here? That wasn't on your phone. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, there's... I, I hope maybe somebody was just maybe like exploring and so they're filling in like filler content. Like what if we'll just say this, not that, but then accidentally hit go live. But this thing is not baked. Like there is no direction. There is no ideas. Like, it's there's, like Yeah, there's no like story. Like you want to make a movie, but what's your story? What are your goals? When are you planning on getting this movie out? <laughs> right. Like there's no, no, uh, 
dependability or whatever like take like yeah i have no idea what you would do if i like, gave you five if you dollars. were if, if so say you were an executive producer you were the guy at the movie studios who get give the okay not okay for a production to commence what would like would you even There's give no, this a second thought <laughs> no you have to have like i need at very least a white page uh half page that just says here's the plot here's the idea Here's why we think it'll sell. Like, I need something. This doesn't even say other than we want to make our own superhero film and present it. Oh, that I, I see nothing else in here that is even close to what might come out of them. Yeah, and I, we I actually got this great interview at Origins with this company that's coming out with their own board game, and his, I asked them what, what advice would you give a you know crowdfund a new crowdfunder, and he's like. Um, you're going to get what out of that project, the amount of effort and what you expect to put in that project. So if you're doing this as a hobby type thing and that's the amount of effort you put into it, that's how much response you're going to get out of it. If you want it to be super successful as something that you can do full time, you need to dedicate yourself full time to the project and put that kind of amount of energy and work into it. This seems like a bunch of high school kids are like, Hey, let's start our own movie studio. Um, (laughs) We have the equipment. We can yeah. do it. So Blitz Video Productions, if you're watching, I will give you one tip. Go Google After Us Silver and see how they did their project. <laughs> they have a very clear idea of what they're doing, a very direct, even example. They talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitz, good luck. Yeah. That is the, the definite way you want to go, and I still don't understand. One, why would that guy was stupid enough to hit whatever he was standing on so he would fall down? That doesn't seem safe. Like, see, that does not seem safe at all. I'm not going to give you money to not be safe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, come on. All right. And that unfortunately is the end of the episode. Drew, I'm so glad you're back and we're able to actually record stuff. Um, that was a hefty show too, guys. You uh, got a full a full load for from us. Everything, all yeah. of us. Yeah. So our next episode uh, is supposed to land on Independence Day. We'll figure that out. Uh, yeah, that probably will happen. <laughs> We'll we'll probably end up recording sometime later <laughs> in that in that week. So all of you guys enjoy Independence Day. Make sure you watch both movies because that's required. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you have any suggestions for projects or 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 sacks of the weeks or kick shouts, you can always reach us. Shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast. Or you can send it on Twitter because Drew and I. I don't know. All these years, we're still posting on Twitter. I'm still throwing stuff out there. Yeah, it's true. It, it always has a soft spot in my heart because that's actually how I met Drew. Um, it is true, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So um, you can find at KitCast for the show, at Night20 for Drew um, with a K, and at KT Data for myself. Um, and we always like responding and hearing from you guys. Um, and so, Drew, you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, not at this moment. I am just knee deep in this documentary, and that will take me clear through almost September. Yeah. So as I get closer, I might have some teasers. But so everybody, right every, everybody, send Drew the uh, editing vibes, and I'm hope I'm hoping that shuttle is going <laughs> to save yes. you some time as you do. It's already helping in the logging, like being able to like I have one of the keys programmed to jump back ten seconds. So it's it's been helpful already. <laughs> so I'm glad. Um, and so we will see you guys in two-ish weeks. Um, and until then, Ish. yeah. Bye. Bye.